Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Hello, parents. Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast. Don and Suzanne Manning here, but today we're not going to talk about Don and Suzanne Manning because we're going to talk about what a host of other people have said. So take it away, Suzanne. Well, yeah. So I call this podcast the COVID-19 Marriage Podcast. <laughs> and um, we, I've just been not burdened for the marriages out there. I mean, I don't know if burdened is probably too strong of a word, but I've just really been praying for you guys because I know that a lot of things have changed over the past few months. And sometimes change really affects that marriage relationship. And so what I did was I just sent um, a communication line out to a whole bunch of crazy cool families. And I asked them two questions. I said, tell me what some of your struggles have been um, in, in adjustments during this time frame, and then share with me some of the things that have made your marriage grow and has enhanced your marriage. And so we have a whole slew of ideas. People just poured in information. And so we are going to fast track through this. Rapid so that we, fire. Yeah, rapid fire mm-hmm. through this. All the, um, the places where they've grown in their struggles, and hopefully you'll resonate. And then we're going to just give you tons of ideas that they did, which are great ideas to strengthen and enhance your marriage. Okay, so. So first we're going to talk about the struggles. Yeah, and, you know, get, and the, ha- get the hard stuff out of the way first. That's right. What'd you find out when you talked to these crazy cool parents about their struggles in their marriage as they, what, what's different about, what's been different about the coronavirus time? Well, you know what I think is really cool is, and, and then and the parent, the, the couple showed me this as well, is that um, God's desire is to make things good and to make things right and to give us perspective to learn and to grow. And so with all of the struggles, they gave a solution. I mean, they shared with us what the struggle was, but then they got to the other side of it with a solution. So we're not going to leave you hanging with a whole bunch of negative stuff. We're actually going to give Oh, the, good. <laughs> we're actually going to give you their solution. So but so the first one here is just working from home together under the same roof that the kids didn't understand and they felt rejected because dad was home. Many of our parents, the mom's usually at home and the dad's coming into the house. So maybe you guys can relate to that. But the kids were like, hey, dad, you're here. You're our playmate. Right. Oh, yes. We heard that even from the beginning when we did our um, uh, FaceTime live conversations. That's what the parents said, too, as well, is that we're having a hard time trying to get our kids to understand this. And so they came up with a solution, though, which was to communicate clearly when would dad was able, when he was available, when he was ready to play with them, and to strategize that out and to, okay, dad, you do need to come out more than once a day. You need to come out. And when you do come out, you hug your kids and you interact with them. And maybe you play a real quick game of kickball before you get back to your meeting. And so... And it seemed like, though, the wives said that that was great and that was a great solution but then they didn't feel like they had that that the dad could get on his conference call or whatever but the mom was now homeschooling 
and wasn't used to it. And so she was running around like crazy. And I think that, I mean, and I can totally relate to that as well. Um, because when dad's home, kids just, he helps take the burden off and he carries some of that. And so one of the moms said that she would feel like her hair was on fire when she was trying to get some stuff done and she needed her husband to help her. And on the weekends he did, but during the week he didn't because it was a different dynamic. And so they had to figure out, we have to figure out, you guys had to figure out how to get along. And they did that. And how to do, how to do this homeschooling. The dad maybe had to come in and help sometimes when the mom's hair was on fire or whatever. Because she got a whole new role of responsibilities as well. So it was all changing, you know, so they were, everybody's trying to work together to find a new normal for daily life. And so, and some of it was, you know, they said here that they had to let their ideals go a little bit. And really kind of have a new norm. And yeah. so maybe that helps your parents to maybe maybe create a new norm. Yeah, uh, and then one, one uh, mom said she had to not micromanage her husband all the time <laughs> because yes. he was not doing it how she wanted it to be done. Oh, I could see that. But that also works with like cooking and cleaning up. So there's a whole lot more of that going on during the day now because kids might have been in school and now everybody's at home all day. Oh, and I, there was one mom that shared the best story and she just said he came home expecting to have these fat fabulous gourmet out to lunch lunches and he wanted me to fix them and he didn't realize that sometimes we just eat a popcorn and a cheese stick and an apple yeah he thought that they prepared like these elaborate breakfasts and elaborate yes, lunches and goes, every day yeah and she goes dude i have to homeschool the children now i can't take care of you too and so their solution was that he was on his own for breakfast and lunch and when he came out and he fixed his own lunch and she wasn't responsible for that anymore and that really helped even with those unrealistic expectations of oh honey you're here to feed me you feed me dinner every night you should feed me all the meals now that i'm home and that's a bad expectation we shouldn't feel like that as husbands so no you know, definitely but, but, my teenage sons don't even expect that i think that you know so more school you know dad's home maybe mom's home and i think that it is also help people to feel kind of burned out because people are always there there's always another meal to prepare there's always school to do you know all the things going on at the home it just felt like they didn't get a break yeah, exactly. And I love one of the solutions. What they said is that they would take, they would make time or take space for breathers for each person. And so somebody would go on a walk by themselves or they'd go run an errand and it would be just them. And so they built, they built time into their schedule where they didn't have the responsibilities of anybody else. It just reminds me of the scripture, you know, Jesus, I've been reading the gospels and Jesus talks about how he took time to pray. He took time to be alone. And that's just what it is. It's just making sure that both spouses have alone time. Well, and they, I mean, it's so good that you said that too, because that was one of the things that they talked about as well as that they made sure that each of their spouses had alone time to spend with Jesus. And so that was something that they had done on their own individual in their own lives when the kids were off for school and they had gone to work or, or whatever that was. But now that they were all forced together, they found that that time with Jesus had got squished out of the way and they now right. need to sacrifice their own time yep. to give that to the I've, other person. I've heard so many parents talk about how they just drive around in the car now. <laughs> <laughs> and and they just go drive somewhere just because that's somewhere they can be alone and they're not they don't, they're not driving i mean you know yeah. I, I put a lot less miles on my car right now oh yeah and gas and they is, said like yeah. every day feels like the same day it's just a big blur uh, i i totally resonated with this when they said that because i feel like that too and so um for us and then even they said the same thing too to make the weekend special and different and yeah. so that to go do something fun with the kids or to work together on a project to talk about the expectations um make sure that you're on the same page you accomplish things and prioritize um spell them out for each other 
Um, one mom said that we had it. We used to make a super long list, and we always failed at completing it because we have so many kids, and they would get in the way of us getting our things accomplished. And so now Imagine we just that. yeah, right, exactly. So now just do one or two things, and she goes, and we would get those things done. And so they they said that we would talk to each other by saying things like. What are your hopes and dreams for the next couple of days? You know, what do you want to do a yard project? Do we want to go on an adventure with the kids? What do we want to accomplish? And then how do we want to have fun? And so they are, literally are just specifically and intentionally talking to each other about the weekend that's coming up. So it is set apart and different. And then so many parents just said out of that, out of all this stuff that's happening, there were arguments, there were power struggles. <laughs> Who's in charge of what? Because now the routine is that, you know, you were in charge of this, but now everybody's home and, and it's different. Well, and, and it was like weekend mode when dad's home, it's always fun, but every day has been weekend mode. And so how do you break out of that norm? How do you create a new normal yeah. And one of the things that came out of that is one of the parents said that we need to assume the best in each other. Mm, and that really so helped them good. to break through that because, you know, it's like, oh, you're being, you know, we, we tend to think sometimes, oh, our spouse is being selfish. Mm-hmm. And in reality, so often I know that when we have issues, sometimes I'm trying to help, but, you, but, you know, or, or you're trying to help and, and we're taking it wrong. So some of that is just you know, we got more of that going on. Yeah, just believing that we're on each other's team, we're for each other, we're looking out for each other. You know, yeah, we- and, and I think some of the parents, and this kind of will end our struggles with this one, parents were feeling overwhelmed and also just kind of sad with the emotion of it all. And when we are overwhelmed and sad, we're usually not our best selves. Right. Yeah. And I think that they were saying that the reasons they were is just the overall thing of what's happening in the world, but also overwhelmed with that there was no outside help. And there was that they were day in and day out. This is their life, you yep. know, cooking nope, and no cleaning, breaks. no breaks. You can't go get a babysitter. You can't leave the children un, unattended. Right. I mean, and you still have your responsibilities and then added responsibilities. And they talked about just having open lines of communication of, you know, you know, husbands, um, you know, sometimes I, I will come in and Suzanne was just sad, you know, or, or yeah. and parents talked about that. Maybe it's usually when I went shopping those for a few weeks and there was no toilet paper on the aisles. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and just, you know, and, and however, you know, I'm talking from a husband perspective, but it would be just letting your wife cry, you know, and it being yeah. okay, not feeling like you have, not feeling like you have to fix it or anything, just letting the emotions come out because this is something we've never gone through. Yeah. And so, I mean, along with that, this couple was telling us that they had to have seasons of like repentance. I'm sorry I was so harsh. I'm sorry I wasn't understanding. And I'm sorry that I'm being selfish. I'm sorry that I'm being controlling. And so they had to repent and ask for forgiveness with each other. It was part of the healing and part of the reconciliation of this new season of marriage. Yeah. So, so good. I just thought it was so good. So that just comes back to ask forgiveness, you know, and just reconcile and, and be, be the first, you know, and I always tell dads this that man you're the leader of the home be the first to ask forgiveness be the first to reconcile and and be the first and i tell the moms that too (laughs) but so so many you know you can tell we just kind of rapid fire but um through this and but yeah and it'll be in the notes we'll have a list of it so you can go back and study them and and add your own to it but can we go to the fun stuff now yeah let's do the fun stuff don loves the fun stuff yeah let's go and see what they did to bring life and connection to the marriage okay so the first one right out of the shoot was to be more effective they were just saying that now that everybody's home, take advantage of that time to, you know, walk by and pat each other and hug each other, touch each other, you know, stuff like that. Yep. And they also talked about, you know, just being intentional to pursue each other. You know, so often 
even being overwhelmed, sometimes we have a tendency to check out and, and we needed to, to pursue each other in that regard to, you know, just asking questions about their world, what's going on with their world. You know, those are things that I find with, with our marriage, even if I'm, if I'll engage you and just say, Hey, tell me about your day or tell me about, tell me something that, and you've done this just the last couple of days. What's something new that, um, that, that I wouldn't know if you didn't tell me, yes, that's exactly. what I would tell yeah, him. What's exactly. something new? Well, Don leaves and goes to work. So you guys will have, that'll be a fun question for y'all to ask if you're spending all day together. Yeah. But I do along with that asking and making time, um, to talk about the things that are going on, you to share how you're feeling, like how you're really, really feeling what's going on in he- your head. What are you thinking about and what's bothering you? Because I do have a tendency to check out and withdraw. And so that is, we just, as married couples to draw each other out, I was so grateful that they listed that. Yeah, that's true. We need to do that. We need to ask. We need to ask. We need to ask. And as they did that, a lot of couples talked about just praying together Mm -hmm. and making sure that they, because that also, when you pray, you tend to pray for the things that you want and brings out a lot of things as well as our Heavenly Father gets to help us. That's always a good thing. Yep. 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 And then they did, they talked about doing like creative in-home dates and to make it special to put the kids to bed early, do like a little cheese board and sit out on the patio or sit in the living room and, um, do something fun or special. And then some just said, we just watch TV together. It's like, we look, they were saying that they look forward to, um, getting the kids in bed and just kind of vegging together separately you know as they're living in someone else's world for a little while could be reading a book each of us separately reading a book Mm -hmm. or or it could be watching a tv show or whatever you know that's those are all good things to do and they talked about too just um share with each other what they're grateful for you know so you know so you you see this progression not not necessarily progression but different aspects of it talking about uh, what happened in your day and then praying together and then choosing to be grateful and talking about gratefulness that's such a good um, remedy. It's got good medicine, you know, to yeah, the relationship. Yeah, and then that flows into the other piece of advice that someone had given, which was choose joy as a couple every day, even when it seems impossible, even when you want to rip your hair out because the kids are driving you crazy. Um, she would say that her husband would come in and he would sing the song. I think it's give me joy, 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 joy down in my heart, down yeah. in or down in my soul. And she said it was cheesy, but it was so funny and it reminded them to choose joy and it just strengthened and built them up. And so I think that's so powerful. Powerful, along with gratefulness is joy and it is a choice yeah and uh, another parent said that they they started telling the story sharing the story with I, I love this that they were sharing the story with their spouse that they were telling themselves you know this in other words she was talking about how her husband was looking at his phone while they were talking and like so, she was sharing something intimate or you know personal and she got yeah offended yeah, and, and she she thinks mm. at that time my husband doesn't care he thinks I'm boring He's like, oh my goodness, my boss, I'm still working. And my boss has sent me a text and I need to respond to it. So when she said that and they were able to clarify it, she didn't feel unimportant anymore. She knew that there was something that was a real crisis that he needed to resolve there. Yeah, that's so good to, yeah, to once again, be intentional and talk about it. Yeah. Um, Tons of people told us to make sure you have a date, make sure you have a date at least once a week. And they gave some practical advice that once again, since babysitting is not an option, then create a play date for your kids, that they have a special snack, that they watch a movie, that they have their own date in another room. And so it might not even be at bedtime yet so that you do create that space so that you can and then this is another thing have fun together 
Yeah, I thought it was so cool how some of these parents, they talked about they had virtual date nights with other couples. Yeah. I mean, I haven't done that. I mean, they... they play, like a Zoom call. Yeah, and, and of course, a lot of our younger parents are more technological. And way more hip than we are. Yeah, well, and they're also more technological. And so they were like playing Mario Kart on Nintendo Switch online together. I was like, you know, like a like our like their, our teenagers do. Yeah. But, but those, you know, so that was really fun for them to do that. But, you know, um, one of the things to really be careful of is to... Um, in this stuff is to stay in your lane. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the parents had talked about how um, just not comparing your marriage to other marriages. And especially when we get, you know, we think everybody especially else. Especially when is, the world, world, you only, the world you get is on social media. So it feels like you can easily compare. Anyway. And it seems like, well, yeah, it seems like everybody's doing things better and everybody's doing things different than you are. And you're, you know, what the enemy wants to do is to tell you that you're failing in a unique way. Yeah, that's and, good. That, and that you are everybody else has got it together and you don't and you're screaming at your kids and nobody else is and everybody's, you know, homeschooling so well. Hey, just, you know, get better yourself. You know, that's, that's really good. just to, you know, take care of your own business and kind of stay in your lane with that. Yeah, so one couple said that they were reading a book called Cherish, that they chose this time to start reading that book. It's a book by Gary Smalley. We actually haven't read it. I mean, so we're going to... We've talked about reading it a lot. Well, there's a video (laughs) series that Focus on the Family has done. And so that is definitely a quality in our marriage that we want to do better at. We want to cherish each other better. And she was just saying that they started dialoguing like, husband, what, what am I doing that does not make you feel cherished? And what can I do to cherish you? And then he started doing the same things. He started helping with the kids and picking up the playroom and putting the kids to bed for her in the evening. Well, and and what was interesting to me is that it says, my husband tries to show me, he cherishes me by cleaning the dishes, helping with the kids. <laughs> what is it, sex starts playroom. in the kitchen? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and so while I'm putting the kids to bed, or while she was putting the kids to bed, he was doing those things, and that made her feel cherished. It's not, the, it, it, it would also be the romantic things, but, but really just the service things. She, obviously, she probably has the gift of, she has the, you know, the gift of service or right. uh, the uh, love language of yeah, service. Yeah. So, so find out what your spouse's love language is, if you don't know. And, and try it might to, simply be just helping them. Or it might be just giving them a hug, you know, mm-hmm. it could oh, be, yes. you know, it could be just holding them or, you know, like we talked about before, just, uh, just, you know, going by and give them a little pat or whatever and, and tell them you love them. All right, so we just have a few more, and I love this one. We I, I asked um, um, couples that had baby marriages, a couple years old marriages, all the way to 20-year-old marriages. And um, this one, she came in and she just said, well... Um, we have trained ourselves over time to um, to think to lean into Jesus and to each other instead of pulling away because our natural reaction is to pull away, um, especially during times of chaos or disorder or when things are not like we want them to be. And so, what we do instead of pulling away, we press in and we ask, "What what unmet expectations left me hurting, disappointed, frustrated?" Yeah. And that right there has helped so much in this unsteady time. And I thought, oh my goodness, parents, if you pay attention to that, we just did our, we just did a lean in podcast yes. a few weeks ago with the shields. And this is what it's talking about. Instead of the enemy wants to divide and conquer, that's what he wants to do. And so if we will do the opposite of that, and if we will lean in and, and go toward our spouse and do the intentional conversations, then it's just going to knit us together. And then as we're starting to wrap up our challenges, or our, our inspirations, I should say, then, um, hey, sex. 
Okay. Most, I like yeah. talking about that. Let's do that. <laughs> Let's, uh, so uh, it's great. You know, sometimes with, again, when you're overwhelmed, right. when you're busy, what goes? Well, the sex life goes. A lot of times you're going to bed exhausted. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Or you're t- sick of each other because yeah. you spent all day together. And yes. so that's the last thing you want to do. And so, so no, no, no. Let's yeah, not do that. Let's, no, definitely press in because that sex is a obviously a different kind of connection it's it it takes care of everything else i tell my daughters who are newly married the best way to fix it whatever it is is to have sex Especially just for have the sex guy. yeah <laughs> just have sex that's just that'll fix it if you're fighting just have sex if you're getting along have sex if you're not getting along have sex i just said just that's how you fix it yeah and it, then just, i agree yeah <laughs> um and then this is, I, I, I hope this is the mantra for every single one of you. This mom wrapped this up like this. She said she's loved this time the last few months. And then she knows when it goes back to normal, it's going to be hard because it means less time with her husband. Um, because it's been one of the sweetest times in their marriage. And I hope that this has been that, that, that this time that you've been given, because it has been a gift of time, that you've been given to hang out with each other and get to know each other and do life with each other at a whole different level than you've probably ever done in your marriage before that it is a sweet time and you do look back on it as a sweet time and it's the the world starts getting busy again and we start getting called back into the workplace that it is a sweet memory and that you take what you've learned those struggles and those things that have strengthened your marriage and you move forward with them yeah and you might not you might not have a marriage that's like that right now this may have been it may have exposed some things in your marriage. That oh, are, that I'm are, sure that, it did. But yeah, yes. for some people it has been, you know, but if you're a couple that has struggled, then think about what are you going to do to make the this month, this month of the, the next few weeks, whatever that is through May and June, as we go into the life, what are you going to do to make your marriage a sweet marriage? And what are you going to do to have a sweet memory out of it to change those things into And so with that, we have a challenge for you. So one of these nights, put your kids to bed early. Do that in-home date that they all talked about. And um, talk about your marriage. How has it grown? Brag on each other. This is not a time to bring up that, well, you did this, and I hate this, and I wish you wouldn't do this, and if you'd done this differently, get rid of all of that. Because remember, you want the night to end in sex. (laughs) And so you want to say positive, encouraging, uplifting things. Talk about the wins. Don and I talk about all the time. Talk about that all the time. We look back to the week and say, okay, this was a win. This was a win. We did this great. and We loved this. And so that's what your challenge is, is to get together with your spouse. And you guys talk about the good things that yes, have happened. So often when we talk about our marriage, when we think about talking about our marriage, I call it marriage analysis time. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, analyze the I'm really bad at it. And we, I mean, I'm really good at it than I do. How it, we can improve it. Forget that in this date. Just talk about the wins. Tell your spouse how much you love them, why you love them. How beautiful they are, how fun they are, how smart they are. Exactly. And, and what they do well, don't worry about And don't qualify. You don't get to qualify your praise with, you know, you do that well, but if you just do this as well, forget that. Just talk to them about good stuff, about what you're grateful for about them, things like that. Yeah. And so just know that marriage is a dynamic relationship that's forever changing with each season. As each person changes, the marriage relationship itself changes. But to do that, it, to, to change in a positive way, the marriage needs attention. 
That's what allows it to strengthen and grow. And you, we've been given this crazy amount of attention. I mean, uh, this given, crazy amount of time. Yeah, to gift give, of time. Yeah, to give each other this attention. And so I just want to encourage you to monopolize on that. And, and go back and look and write down, pay attention to what you've learned and then move forward. The, let's do this next. Let's go here next. Yeah. So as Suzanne mentioned, there are going to be some notes with yeah. the podcast. So we rapid fire went through a lot of different things. <laughs> so fun. So grateful for all the families that shared with us. Yes. And so take, don't think, don't get overwhelmed. We're already overwhelmed enough. <laughs> Take a couple of these things and work them into your marriage, work them into your lives and see what God's going to do with your marriage as we go into the transition season of the coronavirus. It's, it's a new world and uh, we're tackling it new every day. And so, so proud of the parents that all of you parents that are working through this and are homeschooling and doing life together, working at home. It's a great season of family. It's a great season of life. Suzanne, you have anything you want to finish with? I don't know other than if you want to get on our social media, on our Facebook page, our Instagram and post what you're what you're winning at. We'd love to ha we'd love to see some feedback there. Yeah, we have a crazy cool family community Facebook group. We'd love for you to get involved in it. We've got lots and lots of parents in there and as well as we have our crazy cool family page itself. So but look up and just just Google or not Google and Facebook. Just search crazy cool family community and you can get on there as well, as well as Instagram, all that stuff. So yeah. Uh, so love your parents. hope this is a, a great podcast for you to get some ideas to go after your marriage. See you next time.